0: This is Kate Breton with Rebirth, a podcast about women changing lives by living their own. Hi, this is Kate Breton with Rebirth, and today I'm with a longtime friend, Michelle Carlo Hayes. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Kate. <laughs> nice to see you. It's really nice to see you too. Where are we? I mean, the look. If you if you are listening to the podcast, you should definitely just hop immediately on to Michelle's website, which is
1: mkc photography.com
0: or Instagram
1: or Instagram it's um, MKC photography by Michelle
0: and are you on Etsy
1: I am not <gasps>
0: sorry we no. did strike that That's our- <laughs> <laughs> um, but where are we I would you, I want you guys to see what we're sitting in where
1: are we today So we're in my studio which is in the backyard on our property in Elkins Park Pennsylvania. And it's a petite little 10 by 14 space that my husband and I built after. Well, that's a lie. Somebody else built the outside. Mm-hmm. And then we did all the electricity and the interior finishes and. Um, I made the curtains. So, yeah. It's, it's my. It doesn't I did. It does feel petite.
0: It actually feels <laughs> like I entered another world. It's, Thank you. It's glorious in here. You can tell that. You can always feel when someone loves their space and that they're creating good things in it. So we're surrounded by your art. And um, we also have a guest with us today, and his name is... Spencer. Spencer is here. He's very quietly sleeping in the corner, which I appreciate.
1: And since it's rainy, there mm-hmm. won't be squirrels running past, probably. So we, so we won't, won't hear break. him. But if you hear him, it's because of a squirrel. So.
0: so tell us a little bit about your your journey into art. I mean, I've known you for a little bit. We actually worked at Score Prep together. I'm yes. going to say that people are going to be like, "What?" what? <laughs> you can Google that too if you want to. So, we've known each other for a
1: while. Um, I w- I moved to Philly in 2000. Oh, so, wow. and you came right at the same time yeah, didn't we did. you yeah
0: we did i think that,
1: we, we both landed within like a year like a nine
0: month or like a calendar year of each other yep and it's 2019 so so that's yeah. so okay that's we're not going to no we won't that do that math. obvious mm-hmm. math but um we knew each other a little bit younger we'll say yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> and um at the time i remember you as a photographer so that's a, it's a long journey we don't have to go from there on right, right but but w- Bring us to how you became, were you always an artist?
1: Yeah, my father um, taught me how to use his camera, um, which I then borrowed. I'm using air quotes. I took it with me um, <clears throat> to grad school, and he wasn't amused. Um, so then he bought me the same model um, as a graduation gift. Um, so it was a, a Pentax from the 60s, I think a 1968 Pentax. So I grew up using that. Um, I loved shooting film. You knew I was always out when I wasn't working or training. Mm-hmm. I was out photographing. Um, and then after we parted ways, because our company went kaput, um, <laughs> and we we started our other careers. Um, and I was a librarian at Swarthmore, still always creating on the side. Mm-hmm. And then when I uh, got pregnant with my first, I decided to, I guess this is one of the first things that we talked about, kind of pivoting, Mm -hmm. um, decided to create my own company. Um, I knew that as a librarian, salary-wise, childcare-wise, you know, trying to put all those pieces together. The math wasn't. The math was not working. It did not work on paper. I loved my job, Mm -hmm. Um, so it was kind of hard to leave in that respect, but um, I was really excited to start this new venture. Um, And then that's where, so my son is, uh, he'll be 15. So that's, um, so on paper though, we're 10 years old that's how long the IRS is known. Got about it.
0: Well, I mean, it does take <laughs> time from inception. Exactly. To an idea. I mean, this is right. not
1: you know it didn't MKC photography was not like bling established. And overnight. it's evolved even
0: what what you're producing or at least from the outside of what that looks like.
1: Absolutely. So
0: then you were birthing yourself, your business, and your child around the same. Time.
1: Or all around the same time, precisely. Do
0: you feel like he was part? I mean, obviously, what you just said, he was the mathematic there was a linear and external reason, but do you feel like motherhood also birthed something about you and your business?
1: For sure, it with my creativity. Oh, so that kind of, you, you know, there's the business side, the, the number side of things with running a business, but then also there's the creative end of it as well. And he definitely influenced that. And then having How? Um, the uh, perspective that looking at things from a small person's point of view, as mm-hmm. you are now finding out, mm-hmm. um, that they point things out to you that you wouldn't normally pay attention to. Yep. So that made me really stop and and be more present because you couldn't be off thinking about, you know, you couldn't be planning things as much. Or nothing. Or nothing, basically. Basically, ever. You have <laughs> to over plan to be totally without a plan. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, just um, being able to just take a moment and, and pay attention to him. And I just total randomness. I'm so glad smartphones didn't exist. Why? When I, because I probably would have had my nose in one mm. and I'm sure that's really hard. It's hard. to I have put to. that away. You, I'm sure you have to make a, re- I, I mean, I have to now to make oh, sure that to. I'm not, you know, you know
0: what I actually do is I put a basket by the front door so yeah. that it physically goes into the basket. And then it's not on your person. On you. I think and that's I, you know some people like you don't respond to text I go I can't because I have a small person now and they gravitate towards so anyway exactly. we're a screen family kind of deal so you really exactly. have to work hard at it no
1: know. I really really think about that like mm-hmm. how different it would have been if I was at the park and was getting pings for messages yeah instead or you're of like looking oh I, at I want a whole
0: conversation I don't want to be present with my child right which is an invitation right you know? right mm-hmm. exactly totally. so he actually changed your photography perspective yes
1: definitely I started shooting in color which I had never done before. Oh, really? It was all strictly black and white. It was very emo. No. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember that it was yeah. black and white, but I didn't put that correlation together yeah. that he...
1: Yeah. So that the, I first started experimenting with color. Um, also, it happened that the digital revolution kind of happened around the same time he was born in 2004. Mm. Digital cameras were becoming more affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no way I could shoot with film with a moving person that I wanted to capture that. So... I kind of unwillingly was drugged into the 21st century with that. I really didn't want to leave film, but I thought, okay, for family stuff, I'll do it. And then it kind of blew my mind what I could do um, post-processing digitally, how I could create things and then... Um, I took a class at the high school at Cheltenham High School you did? a night class with Lori Olivieris
0: oh yes, yes. I didn't know her because I used to teach at Cheltenham some people were really like is this just your personal story it's like <laughs> why not share a friend?
1: <laughs> <clears throat> she's amazing she's tremendous and she taught huh. me uh, Photoshop basics and showed oh. me the possibilities about what, and not just me personally. She sure. showed a classroom full of people, but I felt like she was just teaching me because she really blew my mind with mm-hmm. what could be done. Because I was so used to darkroom work, mm-hmm. and then I didn't know you could do all these things without mm-hmm. chemicals and without um, the the whole space constraints and and all of that. So yeah, um, I was able to move into digital and color and collage and. Um, oh, that's fascinating. That way. Hmm?
0: And so at that time, were you just doing prints?
1: Yes. I was just doing prints, just um, archival prints. Um, I was in a lot of shows. Um, I did some things down at Inliquid, um, In Inliquid and Northern Liberties. Mm-hmm. But again, it was just prints. I hadn't... Um, the, the leap forward to what you're looking at here mm-hmm. in the studio hadn't happened yet. So I was still working strictly two-dimensional.
0: And how did you get yourself... So if someone's listening, because I think there's a lot of people that they have, one is possessing the term artist, whether Mm -hmm. you create it formally or or not, but then how did you, what would you give as advice to somebody who maybe does have a sincere art that they want to share, and like Mm -hmm. what's the leap to getting yourself out there?
1: Um, You have to be, uh, you have to have a thick skin. Mm. So, you know, and um, anybody that comes from a writing background (laughs) knows that if you're submitting work, you have to not take things personally. And you also have to know when you're hearing good feedback and what, you have to know what you're committed to and what's your voice and what you will not compromise on and what is really good feedback that maybe you should consider in your work. So you have to know enough about yourself to say, but this is my voice and this is my prerogative. And then you also have to be um, humble enough to say, okay, but this is good advice and I can incorporate that and I appreciate that. So you have to be open but also know when you're ready to, to draw your boundary and say, but mm-hmm. this is me. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to change that, whatever that might be.
0: That's a that's a learning process.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, looking for opportunities and being open to things. <coughs> um,
0: but so what does that mean, looking for opportunities?
1: Hustling. you got to right. hustle. I mean, you really, it's not going to come to you. Are you, like, doing you. the
0: Google? Is that what you're doing? Like, how are you finding the opportunities?
1: So, you it had been that. Mm-hmm. I would just look, I would see, okay, what's coming up? What could I submit a piece to? Um, what art fairs were you know around? I would talk to friends, that kind of thing. Um, and I still do that on a different level mm-hmm. because um, I kind of know now the scene. I know, but I don't know everything. I can always learn, but it is a day-to-day hustle. You have to put yourself out there. It is not gonna land in your lap. So that's an important thing. I see so many people who are super creative, unbelievably talented, and they just are afraid or they just don't have the time or they just don't think they have the time Mm -hmm. to do it. So Mm -hmm. you have to get past that.
0: So you were out in the shows and then that's kind of what we're talking about today, right? Like what was the transition? So what?
1: So I realized that art is a really personal thing to purchase for somebody else. You can buy a print for your own home, but it's a hard thing to give to somebody else. It's it's kind of a major statement. Like, here, I'm giving you this thing that I want you to frame and put in your house, and hopefully you like it because it's so subjective. So I realized that... How did you realize that? Um, Do you remember that? Conversations with, with people who would come through and be like, oh, I really love this, but I'm looking for a gift for my fill-in-the-blank. And I don't know if Brilliant. they would really like it just because I like it doesn't mean they would and because it is such a commitment to frame a piece or to give somebody something and and expect it to be on their wall I was like hmm okay so it's easy to buy for yourself and hard to buy for others so I decided to figure out a way to make art less of a commitment and statement Uh piece Uh by doing so what I do now I work I know, only at... Yeah, almost, so I'm like, I can, we, can to... we... I know, we did the same thing. I'm it's like, like I'm Charlie and the gonna... Chocolate Factory. Right. like Smell-O-Vision. Can we do... <laughs> I it off the
0: shelf. Yeah. See, you see. really do need to pop onto her website or her Instagram because it's...
1: You, the visual will really help with the story, but go ahead. So, so what there, So what were? So the, the main thing, and I'm looking at this wall over here, and I'll describe what we have here. So they're salvaged wood, five-by-five uh, five blocks. So the wood itself is three-quarter inch thick, and it's five-by-five five square, And it comes only from kitchens that have been torn out, bookshelves that have been pulled down. It's all local. Um, My husband and I grab it, and he does the carpentry work. Mm -hmm. And then I cover the sides and backs in damaged library book pages from books that were purged um, from the Swarthmore days. And uh, now my friends that are still on the inside keep me well supplied. (laughs) And then my art prints are on the front. So prints, open edition, prints of my artwork, my collages, my photographs. And um, so they're five by five. So one, it's not super intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's a small piece. Mm-hmm. Um, it can sit on a shelf. It can hang on a wall. It's mm-hmm. not something that says, "Here, put this over your sofa and like it." Right. You know, it's you, playful. It's, but it's awful.
0: well. There's a lot of different things actually, depending on what piece that you pick.
1: Depending on the piece, and you mm-hmm. could <clears> do a collection of them. You could do just one. You could do. You could give that safely as a gift. Somebody could put it on their um, shelves. And it doesn't have to be like you overtook. No, I do. I work really large as well. We do 20 by 20s do. and stuff like that. Yes. So that still is there mm-hmm. for somebody that would want it. But I just, once I figured out that um, people were really responding to the work but were hesitant to give a print, I thought, okay, I need to find something that's a little less intimidating. It's a little more accessible. Um, and it's very tactile. People love yeah Yeah.
0: I I, it is more welcoming that you I mean now that listening to what you said I didn't Mm -hmm. consider it that way but I love that you like the Philadelphia one that you have of love I don't know how many of those I gave away actually but I would just there was like a phase where I'm like oh I'm in Hawaii you're in Philadelphia my (laughs) friend made that and (laughs) I was just like giving it and it's just there's something um really beautiful about what you're what you're creating but I love the way that you listened because I feel like that's a very common story it's not um, common how you acted on it but that people are in a spot and they need to they're, they're sitting on one rock and they need to get right. to another plateau right and the information is around you but it might not be something obvious so it was really right. interesting how you decoded what you were what you were observing and it goes back to being present right like listening exactly to what was being said.
1: listening and not um again with being open to hearing feedback so people it, now if somebody was you know saying something about my work like I don't like your work and I'm not buying that then that's a whole that's different, different thing right so you know the feedback was um, positive about the art but just kind of neutral kind about of the imagining format you at a show and watching a lot of body language have people like moving towards the art but not I'm a body language expert <laughs> at this stage and I can tell you and it's so too funny and I try never to you know use your powers for totally totally <laughs> But I always know, and and how to, and some people don't want to be a pro, some some people need a minute, Mm -hmm. some people come right up, and and this is even for, um, I do a wholesale show, in fact there's one coming up in Philly, um, it's called American Handcrafted, and it's for stores to come in, and they place orders. Oh, fun. So most of my um, business is structured to um, write orders to these stores, so like this little, gal- plug, this little yeah. gallery in Jenkintown, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, my first, she was, Trish was the first um, wholesale order that I, this was 10 years oh. ago. Yeah, like she was the one, she was my mentor. Um, so I have, there's about 50 stores that carry my work in the U.S. and so they'll come in, store owners will come in and you introduce them to your work and then they write orders or don't, you know, depending. Um, so between doing that and doing retail things, um you learn when to go in Mm -hmm. and to have you know some people want to talk to you all day some people do not want to talk to you they just want to look at the work and you don't want to interrupt them Mm -hmm. so yeah it's very much a
0: do you like working with the store owners
1: i do i love that um i love most of the store owners that i work with are women small business owners Mm -hmm. micro business owners um they are hustling just like we artists are every day. They're trying to figure things out. They're wearing 16 different hats. Right. They're juggling all the stuff so we all can relate to each other so much mm-hmm. that everybody get it's a really nice business to business relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love some of the people that I've worked with for you know and you get a re- it's not just a one and done. You I spend would imagine years. that starts
0: to create yep. relationships and uh, Absolutely. And you said you're across the US now. Yep. That must have been a huge accomplishment, that feeling, once you left your burrow.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's funny. I Like, sometimes you step back, sometimes you don't give yourself enough. Everybody should step back and just pat themselves on the back every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you know, we're really hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to, so I, I um, last summer I kind of had somebody point that out to me. They're like, um, do you know that, that, <laughs> that you should maybe lead with that? You shouldn't bury the lead on things. I'm like, I oh, am. Yeah, by the way, I'm in- <laughs> our stuff's carried nationwide. Um, yeah, so it's um, a really nice feeling.
0: How did you go from <clears throat> prints to shows mm-hmm. and then nationwide? Because there, now that I would imagine there would have to be some growth edges and choices and oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So tell us a little bit about how what
1: so that was for you. Everybody knows, you know, um, art fairs and you know that type of thing. Like we mm-hmm. all go to them. Um, so that's where I started and then I um I guess it was really chatting with Trish um who's a friend as well as a you know really fantastic colleague um and she said to me you know I I really like your stuff I would love to carry it in the store here's what you would need to do Hmm. in order to make that happen you know so she taught me about um wholesale pricing she taught me about marking up she taught me all these things that I had no clue about because I was just selling to the, and this sounds so transactional, but selling to the end user, you know, it was just me at a fair with somebody coming up and buying something. With two children at with, this point. Totally. Under okay. the table sometimes. Right. And so you were,
0: really? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. So you were, so your husband is, was, is a full, is a full time at yep. work. I don't want to diminish and get into, but like, just to give people the perspective, it wasn't like, you know, you had a lot, can you explain what the, I don't want to put in words. What yeah. does that look like? Like, what did that look like for you so, as you were going
1: up? yeah, no, he's a high school principal. Well, mm-hmm. now middle school, but, you know, school principal, so gone right. early in the morning, um, staying late every night for various things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it was me and mm-hmm. two kids um, 24-7, mm-hmm. you know, he, and the cooking dinner. That was on me um, simply because he was generally not home for dinner um, or he would get home too late. To start it himself, um, so not that he's not a tremendous partner, but it right. just not, I just right. when was the art happening? So the art was happening um, during preschool times, during nap times, um, kind of trying to wedge it in, fit it in, um, and both the boys were in preschool for a few hours, and then. When my oldest was in kindergarten, you know, then I was like, oh my gosh, I have a full day. But right. then I still had a little, little who was in preschool. So I was doing my best um, to work when they were occupied
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then um, at night. So when they would sleep.
0: And where were you doing this?
1: I was doing this in this, um, our guest room, which I was like, <laughs> it was like guest room slash studio slash stuff we don't know what to do with <laughs> slash. You know, everybody has one of those rooms. So mm-hmm. that's where I was in this um itty-bitty little space um but we made it work and we designed it you know to be as functional as possible and I mean it's
0: actually great you even have the room some we, people don't even have somebody don't even have
1: that right. so in no way knocking that experience was super grateful um, but then when my parents would come and visit you had to pack up the studio right because you would be like good morning I'm here to make work hi you know <laughs> Like so it was challenging
0: and it's also kind of I, I would imagine a lot of women's Wear so many hats. <clears throat> sure, men do too, but then it's like that's what gets collapsed.
1: Sure. Right? right. Right. None of the other things, nothing else was going to go. Right. So the first thing to go when somebody has a dentist appointment or a doctor or they're sick or whatever, it's your creative time. That's mm-hmm. and um, sometimes it has to, mm-hmm. but also if we don't um, make that as much of a priority as other people make their careers.
0: How do you do yeah. that? I mean, that's a big question. So yeah. I would say, like, what would be one one thing that you've learned about? Because that, that that can be really tricky depending yeah. on the age of your child, right? Or whatever and their else needs going and on in your life. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it dep- everybody's situation is different. Um, the first thing I stopped doing was answering the home phone. It I would return calls at lunchtime. I started treating my day like a work day when the boys got into full day school. Sure. So I mean,
0: they were right. functional and independent. Enough, exactly. Right? Exactly. So you were now, like, good school. luck with the yes. skirts. I gotta
1: go. <laughs> Make your own lunch. <laughs> Three year olds. Yes. <laughs> so that was yeah. Now, if I saw a call, if, there were there was a certain if the school district called, I would answer that. Sure. Other than that, I would not answer. Boundaries. Boundaries. And I would call, like was it, call back at lunch if it could wait until the evening, then I would do that. So that was number one.
0: That's actually huge.
1: Yes. And um, there were some pushback from people who expected you to be a little more accessible,
0: which is um, part of the not easy, but yeah. if someone's listening, that's to be expected. Absolutely, right. That's the first hurdle.
1: Absolutely. is getting past other people's expectations right. because if, if you don't treat your time as precious mm-hmm. and if you don't value it, And if you say yes to every volunteer opportunity at school, if you don't ask for help and ask for somebody else to maybe do a piece of something so that you can continue working, Mm -hmm. if you're not going to ask for that, no one's going to give that to you.
0: Right. And if you're not a mother, that's still true. Yes. Right? It doesn't matter what your situation is, you have to... Precisely. So... We're not in the guest room now. We're not. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us us how this this lovely oasis came to be.
1: So about four years ago, I had a cup of coffee and was leaning out. You can see our kitchen window Mm -hmm. from here, and um, I was sitting with my elbows on the counter, drinking coffee, just kind of staring at the backyard. And this was all, like, holly bushes and overgrown mm. in this back part. And we did I didn't really know how much space we had back here because we had inherited this crazy landscaping situation from when we moved in and just left it. Because, you know, life. life. So I was like, wait a minute. Could – wait, we don't use – wait, wait. Mm. And it was cold, and I was in a bathrobe, and I just, like, grabbed a tape measure and came out <laughs> – Let me just really set this... Showing you, I know the story is true. Snow (laughs) boots, a bathrobe, and a coat, and a tape measure. And I was like, how much space is back here to this back fence? Like, what do we have? And I... When Marty, my husband, came home from work that day, Mm -hmm. and I was like, babe, I have an idea. And let me tell you, not too many people would be 100% on board with giving up. I mean, because you see our vest tracts of land that we own here in Philadelphia, are <laughs> rolling estate, it would be like, sure, let's give up a third of the backyard to build something. That, And I was like, I've been running numbers, and I think we can do this. You ran numbers. I did. I ran numbers because I knew I needed to get out of the guest room. How did you know that? Because um, I needed to expand... I needed to be able to produce, like behind you, I have this whole order that is going out to a catalog tomorrow, Mm -hmm. like you can't make 80 art blocks and have them sitting and there just wasn't space for that. And I needed to be able to say, yes, I can get that out to you. Yes, I can do it. And I couldn't answer yes to so many opportunities until I had the space to do it. So I started running numbers on what it would be to rent studio space Mm -hmm. versus spend that same money to build something on our property. And um, it's paid for itself as of last year.
0: That's tremendous.
1: So I was like, all I need to do is work in this place for two years for me to then recoup what I would be putting in, renting space somewhere else. So that was it.
0: And if Mar- I'm sure Marty will listen, I yeah. would hope. I'm not surprised he was supportive, but you're right, not a lot of people would be.
1: Not a lot of people would mm-hmm. be. A lot of people are like, wait, wait, whoa. What? Wait, Can't whoa. you just? Right.
0: And that's part of the boundary, right? So, mm-hmm. um, So how did it feel... When you, after you were heard, mm-hmm. how did that feel? Like, meaning, like, were you like, yes, or were you like, whoa, what did I just
1: say? No, I was so excited that mm. um, that we could do it, that and that he was willing to come in and do it with me. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I was like, I'm going to need you to, you know man up and do this (laughs) and and the boys i was like uh and we're gonna all be it's gonna be a family fun i mean he and my sons dug the trench when i say we there was a lot of the physical labor It was them too i did haul the stones for the base though but um yes so to know that and because it made sense because i because i had a business plan so you know you also never go into a discussion without your numbers all straight like let me just say that (laughs) smart so you know you want to be heard but you also want to be you know I wasn't saying I would like to build a satellite in our backyard. I was saying here, here it is. I've already done the research. Here's what we can do.
0: Do you think that process helped you too? Oh, birth for to sure, it?
1: for sure. And everybody needs a business plan for whatever, like you have to run the numbers. So it's really great to be super creative and I have sketchbooks full of things that never make it into real life and that's mm-hmm. good for all of us like mm-hmm. have a place. But when when you're going to make it happen, mm-hmm. you have to know where the numbers are coming in.
0: And was that something that was easy for you to do?
1: Um, Yes. Yes. I think, because I've always, you know, I've always used both hemispheres. Mm -hmm. And that's something I rely on.
0: And if somebody wasn't really gifted at that, what would you recommend that they would do?
1: Um, Find someone that is, that could help you. Right. Like, Like you just hire somebody, find somebody, somebody, go to, um, not related to SCORE Prep, it's called SCORE Business Mentoring. Not related to SCORE Prep. (laughs) Say that again. Um, So that's, you can, um, and it's completely free of charge, and it's small business mentoring, and they pair you up with somebody who could guide you through that process. That's
0: fantastic. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. So then you arrived here.
1: Yep. How did
0: that change your business?
1: um, I was able to, first of all, there's a level of professionalism that when you can say, here's the studio, and you're not, you have it cropped out, the guest bed that's in your studio space
0: <laughs> oh you mean from your promotional photos? yes <laughs> that's
1: great. you know there's like you can do a lot with cropping right but you know to to really legitimately say like here it is people please come you can come to the studio i have um stores that come pick up work here i have customers that come to pick up you know individual things I can welcome you here to do this recording mm-hmm. that it's just another level that it's not that you can't do work in your own home that's certainly not the case but just for me I needed to be able to do that so um and it's kind of like the what is that when you're filming like the other it's like a character in the story you know mm-hmm. it's it really is part of the story like here's our little place and this is what
0: it has its own essence yeah yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's great as I would think as a mother because you're you walking out to your home as your children were aging or if they'd exactly. be home for something like it, you can still support that. Role exactly. That you embrace, but you're definitely. I'm not sitting here and thinking like, oh, someone's gonna walk in. Like a kid could walk in that needs a glass of water or something. Precisely. I'm
1: definitely. They have to hunt me space. down. <laughs> I make it hard for them. <laughs> when it's snowy they don't go
0: so what are you producing like i'm looking around there's like Mm -hmm. so many beautiful things and there's even like little miniatures and there's ornaments and how did those come to be
1: so that was um when the the bread and butter um art blocks the five by fives were and still are the the whole backbone of uh the business um but you always need to evolve
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but i didn't want to you know put be like oh here's my art on a mouse pad like that's not like the no and Mm -hmm. and the kind of the ethos of my like I sat down and I wrote this out Um, I took the time to say okay here's the mission for my company and it's to only be on salvaged wood. it's to save things and to make something beautiful so I only work with salvaged wood Um, I only work with books that are damaged I only use my original artwork, um, even the the, the the writing on it is mine. There is a place for song lyrics and poems, but that's somebody else's creation. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to create. I don't chase trends. I don't, you know, there's a lot of things that I said what I won't do and what I will do. When and did you like, do that? I did that. It's written down. Oh, is Hang it? on. <laughs> probably 2 years ago. I would say the beginning of 2017, I think. And did that make a difference? Yes. How so? It helped me now because when you have when you're creative, mm-hmm. there's so many you're like, "Oh, I could do this." And it, you know, yeah. again, the n- notebook full of sketches. Mm-hmm. And um I decided that it was really important to to be a very specific thing. Because there's a market. So, again, we're going to go business side, away from the art side. Um, What's your voice in the market? How are you going to stand out? How do you differentiate yourself? Mm -hmm. What's special? Why should they buy your stuff? Mm -hmm. Um, It's the price point isn't super low. So it's not something, you know, what what differentiates this from something else that's half the price that I could pick up on the boardwalk, you know, kind of thing. So, again... (laughs)
0: I'm holding in my laughter it. because if you're not from Philly, you don't really understand what she just said at that sentence. But if you are, you get it. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. You can try and Google John and boardwalk and see if you can put that colloquism together, but you just might not. And I'm I love putting it. Putting that
1: on the bot. I'm I'm adding an addendum. No boardwalk, John. <laughs> no, boardwalk. no boardwalk, John. Hashtag no boardwalk, John. Thank you, Kate. You're welcome. That's amazing. <laughs> it just distilled it down so beautifully. So, in my search and in my desire to not create Boardwalk John, mm-hmm. it is, um, so doing the photo holders and the ornaments and the keychains, so they're all, you know, different levels and different price points, but mm-hmm. it's all still coming from the same place.
0: It looks like they're in the same family. Like, it yep. makes sense. Yeah. And is that still coming from you? Have you worked with a coach? Have you worked with...
1: Um, I have not worked with a coach, but there's, um, her. her, she's recently married, so her Mm -hmm. name is Tara McMullen, Mm -hmm. um, but she was formerly Tara Gentile, and she's from the area, and we started our businesses at the same time, and she's a tremendous business coach, and so, like, I hop onto her podcast. Oh, wait a minute. Handmade in PA. Yes. And now, I want to I, I think it's just Tara McMullen. I think she's now. I
0: think yeah, she just recently got yes, married. Yes, I really do actually do. Her? I have listened to her podcast. She's yeah. really helpful. Yes, I'm so sorry that I don't remember. It just is her name, isn't it? It's yes,
1: because yeah. I, I there's been iterations and evolutions. That's
0: actually a really good small business podcast. Mm-hmm. She's very practical, yes, implementable, and it, but it also sort of pushes you to think broader.
1: Yes, huh. and she's very authentic. Mm-hmm. This is not somebody that's you know no. like. Oh, the buzzwords and whatever. I really appreciate Ah. her and her uh, perspective. Mm -hmm. So I want to say that it was either listening to her, reading something that she had. I feel like I hear her voice. So I want to say I was listening to her Mm -hmm. um, talking about defining your um, mission statement. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just thought, wow, that's really, that's excellent. I need to do that. So yeah, I want to give her credit for that for yeah, sure.
0: Definitely. And uh, maybe we'll link her. That's that's a great resource. I love mm-hmm. when every you talk to people. Some people um, do different ways of birthing themselves, but a common theme is that you expose yourself to someone that's inspiring you to think bigger. You yep. know, like when you were listening to the clients that were coming, like that was inspiration. I, I can't, you know, you you were right. ready to birth to a different level and right. those people are coming and hearing that. So, right. um what is on the horizon for you and how do you pick your photos like are you still adding new photos and collages, or are you...
1: I do. I always try and have um, new things to show people and new things to offer, because, I mean, there are some standards mm-hmm. that will never leave the line. Which is um, great. The, it's great. Exactly. They're like my old friends. Yeah. They're, you know, and even though I'm like, doesn't everybody on the planet have one of these now? Because, like, <laughs> aren't... No? Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's deeply gratifying. I really appreciate that when... Something that you created ten years ago is still mm-hmm. resonating with people, like and still still feels important mm-hmm. enough that they would. I, that's awesome, an
0: amazing feeling. It
1: really is. There are some things that I'm like, well, that shouldn't have seen the light of time <laughs> and, and that's and you part know, of it. And you right? need to you need to be open to that. Mm-hmm. You need to be like, hmm. But I always do create. Um, again, like you want to, and if somebody's collecting, if somebody wants to give something new, you know it's sure. and plus it's just as an artist
0: fun to birth right, things right, right
1: exactly so um yeah so i'm still doing sometimes it's straight photography sometimes it's collage sometimes it's both you know i still work just kind of depends on the mood and what happens but um and then horizon wise just um i got shows lined up um i do a lot of work around the holiday time I like would imagine. oh my gosh september to like November mid-December it's like is like your tax season is insane yes it's exactly yes wait are you the child of an accountant do I remember no, no. okay no. wait no there's somebody else. it's just a great metaphor yes. no it's when totally you, work, when you have
0: to learn also when your season is you yes know, and when your market needs you yes
1: precisely and
0: if someone's listening and if they haven't can you, is it easy to order on the website
1: it is It's we have a little you can there's a shop there's a shop now button if you go there right you go. on the home page um, so yeah it's com. um if you click shop now it'll take you to the different sections and you can see there's art blocks there's prints we do have prints um, mm. but then all the the keychains, all that stuff's on there. I love the
0: blocks I you know I, and you do a good job of like presenting them because they're like friends like we're sitting in here and it's just the, the, the colorscape and everything it's just really beautiful thank you if and this is a normally well if there was something that you would want to have shared that we didn't cover or a piece of advice or something that you use to kind of keep you going to the point where you're sitting here and not only have you created a space that holds a container, you know, there's all of these pieces that are shipping off into different homes and hands and different lives. Mm-hmm. What would you want to share, if anything?
1: Um. I'm just trying to think. I think knowing. knowing where you're going by building yourself a roadmap just you have to sit down and think enough of yourself to take the time to say this is where I want to be and this is how I'm going to get there and it might not it's going to take all kinds of turns it's never linear but to just have the confidence and the belief in yourself and get push yourself there every day just take steps on your road but you have to draw that out first you have to know so
0: and is that what you did when you yeah. left Swathmore?
1: Yeah, it was. And I, you know, there, I tried to do too many things and tried to juggle too many things. And I just said, you know what? This is what I need to do. This is this is the important thing. So starting this, and and the boys, right? And other things can wait. Other things will have to go. And but again, you have to know where where you want to end up. So.
0: Thank you for it's, talking with us today.
1: I'm so glad you came right. out, Kate.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I, um, this, you know, it's interesting. If you don't know where you're going, if that feels intimidating, mm-hmm. sometimes just having an external commitment. Yeah, will help you, like putting yourself in a class or saying that you're going to write so many times a day or finding another person that's on the road to have like an accountability person if you don't know absolutely, yet, can create the container for inspiration, you know? So, absolutely. Because I'm It comes in many also. forms. It really does.
1: It doesn't have to be um, on graph paper. Which yours was. Right. <laughs> With a ruler. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. And a protractor, yes.
0: Was this- it really a protractor? It was a protractor. We might need to brand that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hashtag, hashtag no boardwalk, John. Protectors Pastors will protectors. get you there. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. There might need to be something <laughs> there
0: for a Thank you so much for being on Rebirth today. Thanks, Kate. Take care.